Hello, everyone. Welcome to the You Are More podcast. I'm Don. And this is Valerie. Yeah, this is the podcast where we talk about mental health in the Asian American community. And honestly, it's an outlet for us to tell our stories because, like as mentioned before, we've been through a lot. But before we dive in today's topic, we want to thank everyone for listening to our first episode. We had about like 43, 44 uh, listeners, and Hooray! I think that's a lot. <laughs> so thank you, loyal fans, whomever you are, <laughs> because uh, that that we didn't have a number to expect. So 40 sounds a lot to me with no sponsors or anything like that. Your support matters. Today, our topic is about our recovery. But before we even dive into that, how is how have you been, Val, since we last recorded? Um, been pretty good. I've been, I guess you can say, stable. The usual stuff, work and everything and stuff in between. And my mom and me just trying to be an adult. Sure, sure. Honestly, for me, um, it wasn't an easy month. All right. I'll, I'll, so what happened was um, the Kobe Bryant tragedy, man, that thing. It hurts so hard, um, and I'm sure maybe you or you know people that was impacted too. Yeah, for sure. Like my one of my friend, he was like really sad, like for a few days. Yeah, I just I went to like I almost went back to the feeling of like questioning faith and everything, you know, because mm-hmm. Kobe went to church that morning, and I know the priest that did the mass. So it's like I don't know what the heck you're doing, God, but all right. You, you did it already, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it just hurt so hard. But honestly, it time went on. It's, it's almost been a month now. And I don't want to say, like, it's okay, but we just kind of have to move move on, you know, and, and live with that Mamba mentality and do the best in whatever we can because that's yeah. what he would have done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Since, like, for you, it's like it's Kobe passing away. For me, it's my dad. It could be anyone, but it teaches us the same lesson that someone close to us or someone we look up to, like, does affect us. But sometimes we just got to keep going, too. Exactly. And yeah, and, and just um, just to wrap that Kobe part up, um, I don't know if you watch a basketball or not. If you don't, it really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but the the whole National Basketball Association, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Did such a beautiful job of just celebrating his life and his daughter's life. It's like we shouldn't be doing this, not because like we shouldn't be doing it, but because like he shouldn't. This shouldn't have happened, you know. But but it did. Yeah. Um. And but just the way that everything was done, I don't think you could have written it any better. Uh-huh. And the the first Lakers game after the death. Typically, like other people do eulogies and narrate and speak at like funerals and stuff for, for this, it was Kobe Bryant speaking to us and whoever edited the videos and sounds, man, I give them so much props because they were probably grieving while doing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not even a week. And, and they had to do that. It was beautiful and you can't write it any better. So kudos to to them and just the whole NBA and Lakers family. And I I think it's not, it's it's hard to have closure, but I they couldn't have done it any better. I agree on that. I watched I didn't fully watch everything, but I did watch some portion of it. But, and that's yeah. okay. Any anything uh 
other for you before we dive into our topic? Possibly one thing. Um, just recently, a couple weeks ago, my mom and I had some confrontation. It's just, long story short, sure. the car that I drive is under her name. Okay. And as a mother, she is always worried about getting a car accident and somehow maybe hurting someone or whatnot. But, um, or like insurance is going to hike up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. She always mentions about that. So even though I know that's going to happen, but to help with my esteem, self-esteem, but also help with our relationship and I guess to let her understand to not worry as much. I'm actually working with her towards transferring the car title to me so that I take ownership and responsibility. And it's also, it's another thing for me growing up, trying to be an adult and managing my own stuff. I could see the the confidence. It's more like just being an adult and owning something. Yeah, because I really don't have anything. So in a way, that's like me owning something, but that's also like affects you mentally too. If anyone kind of thinks that way, but for me, I feel like not having any, it makes me feel like kind of, I guess you say useless or <laughs> not really doing anything. <laughs> I think, I think the best way to relate was for me is um, because you're still living with your, your parent. Right. So yeah. it's like, I, you don't, I don't know how, what it feels like to live on my own. So maybe this is, the first thing that's on my under my name yeah <laughs> for me it was like legit when i moved of like oh shoot um i gotta buy my own q-tips <laughs> <laughs> dang I, I didn't even think about this you know every little thing uh-huh. and like oh my gosh things run out quick when you have to buy them uh-huh. food, f- food expires even quicker <laughs> yeah, i think it's that's the thing too like once you kind of like take ownership or or responsibility it actually kind of changed your mindset because now that I'm planning to take the title of a car, I'm starting to care more about the car. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you can ding it. No, not anymore. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I do think um, people can relate to that um, for sure. I I can too, like I said, moving out, but also like the decision to, you know, adopt a dog, something as simple, mm-hmm. but not really simple. It, it's a it's a big game changer. For it's sure. Like now, now I think about Samuel, my dog, you know, every time I'm like, do I want to go out and leave you alone for more than four or five hours? Mm, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I'm like, every time. And yeah. plus now that she's getting older, she has, she's starting to have more health problems. She can't really be on her own, right? Yeah. And she's kind of a needy dog, so. <laughs> Sam's I think he's okay (laughs) but what's beautiful is like when you get home and they just like yeah they act like they haven't seen you for days and lick lick your face off (laughs) yeah it's like you're my favorite human (laughs) yeah thank thank you for sharing about your recent I guess struggles or mental challenges within the month Um, and you too Don I know for sure that affected a lot of people yeah, I, I do want to talk about one more thing before uh-huh. we dive in. And I, I don't know if I shared this to you yet. Maybe I did, but I'll share it anyways. Um, okay. There was a maybe like the span of two days where I really questioned if 
where I really wanted to quit school, I was contemplating and like it, it hurt so hard because the, the process of becoming a credentialed teacher is so freaking complicated and tedious. It's like teachers these days don't even do the stuff. Like we have the internet. I can, I can find stuff on my own, but like there's so many tests and videos and lesson plans that you got to type up. It, it never ends. And like it got to me because my type of teaching is different than what California requires. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the population I teach is different. So I don't have to fit that mode. And so like it got to me, but ironically, or maybe not ironically, it was one of my students that noticed like, he was like, yo, Mr. Don, I say yo, because I teach African-Americans. So <laughs> not to be stereotypical, but <laughs> he was like, yo, Mr. Don, uh, you got that face, like something's wrong. I was like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> He's like, why don't you talk to us about it? Maybe it'll make you feel better. I'm like, all right, I'll talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, so I just, every everyone like just put their phones down, headphones uh-huh. off and just listened to me. And I told them what was going on. And, and my student, the one that told me to speak up, he was like, don't give up. Like you tell us to not give up and to keep coming. What if you give up? Like it, it won't make sense. Like you got to practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, it'll sound hypocritical. Yeah. I'm like, damn, DJ, you right. You right. So um, I took action and saw my professor and got some help. And it's still hard, but it, it's getting clearer. And I'm just going to go day by day and push through. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And speaking about pushing through, um, as we shared in our first episode, things were tough. You know what I mean? It took time f- for us to get to where we are, and we want to talk about our the stages of recovery for each of us. Yeah, so my road to recovery was definitely not easy, but I wouldn't trade it at all because it's part of my story, you know? And so I wanted to share what happened after the attempt because things kind of happened right then and there. So I shared that that night. When my mom was at my bed trying to call my name, but I didn't know what the heck was going on. Well, she wanted to like apologize to me and say we get a like a private loan or she would work more. Yeah, we ended up getting a private loan and yeah, still paying that off. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Loans will be the death of me, I guess. <laughs> uh, but anyway. hopefully maybe it's just one loan or is it uh, no, I got, I got uh, I'm in grad school. So there's loans yeah. for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> whatever take it to the grave but but anywho um so yeah i i went to school that following fall and um i think it was fall of 2013 and i was enrolled in the health 101 class i remember trying to go to sleep and it i would wake up at like 2 or 3 a.m every single middle of the night because i was scared i wouldn't wake up anymore because uh-huh. of what i did to myself i was like yo this isn't normal because then i'd be super tired at school and work you know what i mean so anywho um like i said i was in a health 101 class and it was an online class but i decided to email her and share my story and she's like go meet with me in my office hours and we'll take you to the counseling center at csu fullerton Uh uh typically when you sign up on your own there's like a wait list because there needs to be like a consultation and everything, but she got me in as an emergency. So I got in right away. Oh, nice. And then the, 
Yeah. I'm I like, never used that. I'm like, I feel like I didn't use school to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many resources that your tuition pays for, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you get 10 free sessions a year, I think. That's a lot. Uh, it's a lot in my opinion. But anywho, I got in with the console. I was expecting to lay on a couch, like what you see in the movies. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't lay on it. I sat on it. <laughs> there was pillows and everything. Get comfortable. Um, but she did a console to try to see where I'm at and pair me uh. with someone. And well, anywho, I was paired with an intern, an Asian intern. And that didn't, didn't really bother me. I just knew I needed help. When I f- went to my first session... She was like, we're going to have to record this, but you won't even know. And she's right. I didn't even know we were being recorded. It was like so like discreet, <laughs> like a hidden camera or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, so what are your goals um, coming here? I was like, uh, I don't know. I just know I need help. And that that question was so surprising because like I just knew I was in a tough situation. I didn't really have any goals. Um, but anywho, going to therapy, it didn't really just help me. Um, it didn't just help me um, about the attempt, but it helped me uncover all the things in my in my past. Uh-huh. And that was so surprising to me. I was like, holy crap. I just shared my whole life with this person. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps though, because like, I think yeah. like when you share... It helps kind of like release, I guess, the tension and whatever you're experiencing. Yeah. And before going to the therapy, I didn't share with anyone like uh-huh. all the everything that happened in my childhood and in my life. So just to have this person let me do that with no judgment, I was like, holy moly, I could feel like week after week, the weight lifting off my shoulders. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, oh man, I can I can move around, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So after six weeks of session, I told her, you know, I think I'm ready to do this on my own. Like I took off the training wheels, mm-hmm. I let go of her hand sim- symbolically. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't holding her hand. <laughs> um and I was like, I got this. And I remember just like walking out of that last session feeling so confident. Uh-huh. Like like your 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 stride is different when you're feeling better, you know what I mean? Dang, man. And ever since then. And I think then, your energy was different too, huh? Definitely. I saw things differently, even though CSUF was still the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the school differently. I saw people differently. Mm-hmm. I just saw life differently. And that was what I needed. And like if I wasn't enrolled in health 101, it just just going back to like faith you know like everything fell into place for me when i needed it uh, so if i wasn't in health 101 there wouldn't have been like a discussion post to like share these things and i wouldn't have emailed this professor and i wouldn't have gone like i can't i can't only imagine like would the alternative be me going psycho because i'm never gonna sleep you know holy moly um just the way it works i give you props and i guess you can say courage that you actually went for it because yeah <laughs> i think from my understanding because i didn't i think for me i just kind of like sat in my own yeah so shit. that's a <laughs> that's a good point not many people dealing with mental health challenges will want to seek help but sometimes 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes, what if you actually don't know you're in it? Because I know for sure I didn't know I was in it. <laughs> Until looking back, I'm like, oh, I did. I was depressed or. Yeah, the way I look at it is like, you don't have to be diagnosed. If you just mm-hmm. have any any symptoms, get some help. And yeah. it, it doesn't have to be as big as going to therapy. Help is maybe hang out with your friends or put a little like idiom in here. I, I watched the video and this dude was like, buy tickets. I was like, what? He was like, <laughs> he was like buy tickets. He, he's saying like, it's okay to sometimes just buy that ticket, buy, go out and eat, go out with your friends, you know? Uh-huh. It's okay to break the cycle um, every now and then and just, just go out and have fun and don't worry. And I was like, oh, you're right. So, oh, yeah, you are right. <laughs> so, so recovery doesn't always have to be like oh go to therapy and this mm-hmm. and that just do what you need to let off steam and and get back to yourself and, and work harder you know yeah but yeah that was pretty much a big part of my recovery and i just want to share one more thing about it before we talk about yours um after all this therapy and stuff at csuf it mm-hmm. um well uh, like we mentioned walking with stride and seeing life in a new way. That was when school started to matter for me. The first six years, I really didn't care. <laughs> I, I was like in the mindset of C's gets, gets degrees, but I didn't even get C's. <laughs> but that's when I changed my major from uh, child development to liberal studies. And things mm-hmm. just started to make sense because uh, I'm the type of person where I'm not really like an expert at at one thing. I'm just really good at everything. And uh-huh. liberal studies isn't—it's not a political party, so don't think that. <laughs> it's a it's a major that's in, that's interdisciplinary, meaning has like multiple subjects into one. So I did like reading, writing, science, math, art, and I was like, "Holy moly, this is awesome!" I I get to appreciate everything. So, anywho those two years of my majors it was pretty much straight a's <laughs> nice <laughs> so i was like and then uh through that process I, I knew i wanted to teach because i've been working with the youth for like ever mm-hmm. and this was the first time where that that goal became real because i didn't think i would even make it past my bachelor's i was just trying to survive but then things started to become real and i applied to you know, grad school and obviously spoiler alert, I made it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just crazy how of a 180 turnaround things went for me. It went from school is so freaking hard. I'm giving up on school to, I got straight A's and now I'm in grad school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm honestly blessed. And yeah, that's my recovery. That's how I got to where I am now. A beautiful journey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mostly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's beautiful, but like any journey, there's always obstacles. Yeah, and, and b- before we dive into your um, recovery process, mm-hmm. um, like I do yoga, and they always end with "It's not always easy, but it's worth it." I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, it freaking makes sense <laughs> when things are tough. It, your success means so much more. But yeah, let's hear your recovery process. Just to 
have a little flashback. I think after my dad passed away and then I was working at my first real job, which was at the university, I started just work to the point where I just burnt out. And like what you mentioned about what what the guy said, like get a ticket. I didn't do that. I just kept yeah. working, 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 not taking a break. Pretty much I forgot about myself. So my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health was going downhill. And it reached to a point where I was just getting really emotional. And then, yeah. And then finally I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I quit. And, and that was in 2018 when I quit roughly around March. And for those couple months, probably from maybe about six months or more, I didn't have a job. And, but during those six months, I was trying to, look within myself and start searching who am I since I never really took the opportunity to question who I am. Since I've been born, I was just like on the go. Step back and pause like, wait, hold a minute. So maybe that like time off was kind of what you needed. Mm -hmm. Really? Because I'm like, that's when I started questioning like, what do I like? What do I not like? Because in my household, uh, my mom and my sister are more of um, outspoken, and I'm more, I guess you'd say, passive. Yeah. So, pretty much, my opinion, my voice may not matter. Or, not not that it doesn't matter, but it gets, I can't think of it. Like, maybe you feel like it's the last voice to be heard. <laughs> yeah, last, yeah, last voice to be heard. But, then again, it's on me, too, because... I put myself in that position, looking back. That is part of the grow- growing process. And I think I focused too much on career too growing up because in my household, that's what I heard a lot about, especially coming from my mom. It's always about find a good job, this and that, job, 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 make a lot of money. So my focus was in, was really about career. That's why I started like searching. Like, what am I good at? And also during that time too, I started um, changing what I consume in terms of content. So I went more into self-improvement videos from Gary Vee to Jay Shetty. And oh, like I love Jay Shetty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he talks and the way he explains it. So easy to understand and it makes sense. Their content helped me start getting out of my own head. Because, like, for example, one thing that really got to me was when Gary Vee mentioned about perspective. Started to change how I looked at things. And that actually helped change my mental state, too. I'm like, yeah. you know what? It made me, like, evaluate. Is this really the scenario or situation? And if I'm doing it towards myself, how can I change it to make it better? Right. In addition with that, it goes into my self-esteem and self-trust and loving myself. This like all interconnects with your mental state. Cause if those are down affects your mental, like how you look at things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then journaling, I did that a lot too, since back then I really didn't know who I am. So I got to write it down. And in a way also it's like what you have in your mind you can think about it, but having it on paper and looking at it changes how you see it. It's like to help you like understand 
was now was was there a a method of your journaling or you just like how did you approach it if that makes sense um, like were there prompts you attacked or you just like it was kind of like your inner monologue and you're just writing whatever is in your head my inner monologue whatever was in my head mm-hmm. so it helped me realize like when i do write it down is it to me it's a reflection of is this I guess you can say like comparing it. Is this really reality or is it something my mind is creating? That's not true. Mm, interesting. Since sometimes you know your mind can play tricks on itself. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Still does. Still does. <laughs> There's self improvement books, so it's a lot of like just self, 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 and also it's concentrating on myself since um, I'm more of a giver, so. That actually doing journaling and doing these things for myself actually helped me give time to myself so that yeah. I can feed my own mind, have enough or have energy so that if I do need to give my energy to someone, then I can do that because I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that I did that I felt helped me a lot and showed me that I... Well, you can say, I guess you say capable, but um, I did a solo trip to Ojai. Growing up, I'm always surrounded by people. It could be like my sister, like me and my sister were like, we were attached to the hip. So when she moved and I went to Ojai, that was like the nicest thing I did for myself. In life, There's a we have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, we have to do this and that and that and this. Yeah take care of if you have kids or dogs or parent school anything yeah yeah taking that trip for myself helped me relax and just kind of get away from things and decompress and allowing your body just to take a break so that's what i did i explored the area i tried doing pottery since i think the last time i did something creative was like back in middle school so doing pottery was really nice. It was very therapeutic. <laughs> and I made some nice pots. <laughs> or wait, bowls. Jan? <laughs> yeah, Jan. <laughs> oh, kind of. Or, or, th- or was it tho? Or I forgot the other word. The, the big no. bowl? No, 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 you're right. It's Jan. Cause Jan, it's small. the small bowl. Yeah. Yeah. One of them that turned out nice, but the other one's kind of cracked. So they became like a like pot for plants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Broken, but 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 still function. Yes, still functional. For sure, if I feel like everyone should at least try to do a solo trip once, just to do something for yourself. Now, what, what, where is Ojai? Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's, I know it's up north. It's, I guess you can say it's kind of near Santa Barbara. Oh, okay, so it's still in Cali. Yeah, it's still in Cali. Honestly, like, sounds like sounds like some other country. <laughs> no, it's a really small town. Like, like what you, what what got you to choose that place? Um. Well, I think cause I was looking up for a place to get away and yeah, for sure I have nice scenery. But I think during that time I was kind of looking at. I think I was starting to get into what is it like. Not yoga, but like crystals and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chakras. <laughs> yeah. I was just like willing to like try things. I'm like, 
let's see how this what area is just like you'd say peaceful and yeah just quiet yeah so oh, oh i was good a good choice since it was like nearby and i could just drive just for a few hours and get there and the weird thing is um as i was driving there i think it's la and maybe it's just me but when i was driving through la i was very tense <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so like physically, I'm like my body's stressed. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I I don't like driving to or in LA. It's like yeah. all these one ways. Uh-huh. But and then that's the thing that once I got to Ojai, I felt so relaxed. Like my body just like felt so much better. That is so amazing. And it's just the vibe too, because it's a small town, so it's very peaceful. Yeah. And. I think people who live there tend or people who have like families or it's older people. Sure. So it's one of those towns where it's just kind of more low key, but it's, I really liked it. I never ate by myself before, but I ate by myself at a dinner or a table. Nice. <laughs> it was weird, but I was like, you know what? I'm just eating. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just got away from. My dog, my mom, doing something for myself. You know, that was, there's so much symbolism and what you just shared. And um, this is my input. Um, you mentioned driving through LA, feeling tense, and then finally getting to Ojai. Uh-huh. Um, that's part of our mental health journey. Like, we're going to have those days and moments where, we're like, holy crap, this sucks. Uh-huh, for real. <laughs> I can only go one way, you know? Uh-huh. But that one way will finally lead me to goodness and gracious, and I feel so much better. It's like we have to make it through those tough times to really mm-hmm. appreciate the good ones. For sure. It just puts things into perspective. Definitely. Is there anything? <laughs> oh, no, that's about it. Because like, I think the biggest thing was Ojai, just doing something for myself. Well, thank you, Val, for sharing your recovery process. Yeah, thanks. And you too, Don. Yeah, man, that was honestly, that wasn't easy for us because I don't think many people have heard this other side of our stories. Um, so it's just part of being vulnerable and just letting it out to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And just letting people know that as much as that in that moment, it feels really tough. Yeah. Not get out of the situation, but things will be better. Things will get clearer as you keep yeah. going. Yeah. And sometimes this temporary pain, we don't know how long temporary is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, temporary can be a while, but like I said, it's, it's only temporary and yeah. we, we'll make it through. For sure. And so will whoever's listening to this. But it's also, I guess you can say, would you say it's a choice too? Like you can get yourself out of it if you really wanted to. Because sometimes you could be in it for a very long time too. <laughs> yeah. Like how, how do I word this? Sometimes the signs and, and opportunities are there for you to mm-hmm. to to take advantage of. You got to take it. And if we just like, oh, maybe next time. No. You gotta, you gotta do it because yeah. you don't know when that opportunity will come back to you to whatever situation you're in to to do great and persevere. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand taking a risk to do anything is also hella scary. 
for you Amore fans, we have some updates. Um, if you if you look at our Instagram page, there's there's a link tree, and what that does, pretty much on our link tree, there's a you can find our Spotify page, a guest application link for potential guests that want to be on our show. Just click on that and fill the questionnaire out. And this is something that we want to incorporate. It's called mailbag questions. Pretty much you click on it and you can ask us anything about us or whatever, mental health or not. And and there will be some episodes where we'll just have uh, mailbag questions and just go through them and answer them with the best of our ability and, and honesty. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we want to be there for whomever and be open and, and vulnerable. And create a community. Yeah. And the last update is we will be releasing episodes on the first of every month. So once you pay your rent, you could also listen to us. <laughs> as, you, as you question yourself, like, oh, why do I have to pay for this? My mental health. Oh, let's, 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 listen, let's listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you, everyone, for listening to... Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And remember that you're more than your negativities, your challenges, and your mistakes. Things will get better. For sure. Just gotta have faith. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.